Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on the Big X Sports Radio getting you ready for the holliest, jolliest time of the year. That's right. It's our final show before the Christmas break and the sports talker TJ Walker is playing hooky. Unbelievable. He's trying to take an extra extra long weekend. Yeah, he wants the five-dayer instead of the four-dayer. Yeah. Because we will be out Friday the 23rd. We're also going to take the 26th off on Monday. Give ourselves a nice little weekend, but all joking aside, TJ was feeling a little under the weather this morning. I could make jokes about him dodging the Thornton Stecks line, but we're not going to do that. Instead, we're just going to give you the number. 502-414-1450 is the number. You text it in. We'll read it. We're going to have some fun today because, um, as, as I was telling Justin before, signing day just kicks my ass every single year. It just, it's, you're just... Uh, it's like a long week or two build up, and then you crash and burn. And I, I crashed and burned hard last night, uh, right after halftime of the Florida A and M game. So if you have hot takes about Kentucky letting Florida A and M cut the game from twenty one to seven, by all means, share them. I don't have any for you. Sorry, I just I can't I can't uh, can't muster up the the takes for that. Um, I can have some first half hot takes. I can have some other conversation about uh, John Calipari's lineup choice, which I'm sure will be in the Thornton's text on. Uh, and I can talk about everything that happened on signing day. How many articles did you write yesterday? Oh, oh, Lord knows. The thing, so part of it is I had a lot of, like you do most of your work ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. the All of the bios, those were done ahead of time. Had two or three things pre-written, but, uh, you know, and then some stuff happened in the press conference. You write about that. You add a little here, add a little there. It's just a, it's just an intense kind of grind, Scoots, and um, it is not over, and I'm not sure when it's going to end because Mark Stoops was expecting to hear from Jamarion Wilcox. I was expecting to hear from Jamarion Wilcox, and nobody's heard from Jamarion Wilcox. Not really sure what the deal is there for the running back ranked 
as a top 10 runner in all of the 2023 class, according to Rivals, a top 150 prospect overall. We just haven't heard from him. Not really sure what happened. Uh, I know that there is, uh, he is a bit of a unique family situation, so maybe there was a holdup with some of the other folks there. But all, all appeared to be going in UK's favor when Jay Bulware was visiting him on Sunday, the new UK running backs coach. Now, Bulware did tweet out when I, I, I thought his tweet, uh, Scoots, might be an indication that we were going to get uh, a decision announced soon. And I even got word that a decision was going to be announced soon. Um, that didn't happen, but he said, uh, we ain't done yet. Um, and he had the uh, the Charlie, Mur- or Charlie Murphy skit um, from uh, Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Had him laughing. Charlie Murphy, very funny. R.I.P. Uh, Chappelle not. Chappelle is, but Mm-mm. Charlie Murphy on Chappelle. Wait, you don't think Dave Chappelle's funny? No. Since when? Since ever. You didn't like Chappelle's show? Nope. I mean, it's it's kind of like, um, what's a good comparison? Maybe like South Park for me. Like, just overall, I don't think the humor is all that funny, but it, it has funny moments. Like the 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 Prince episode, right? No. Nope. One of the only ones I've ever found funny. What's the one where he's always got, like, the, the coke crack, on his nose? The crackhead? Yeah, what's his? What's he call it's himself? It's not crackhead Larry. It's um... Larry Bigsby or... No, Clayton Bigsby was the black white supremacist. Uh, which the fact that that was on the pilot is just. But anyways, yeah, everybody has their own sense of humor. I don't. I don't. That's not funny humor to me most of the time. Wayne Brady. That, Wayne that, Brady's pretty funny. Yeah, but like the Wayne Brady episode. Haven't seen it. Oh, excuse. Maybe I need to change my life. There's a line that I can't. I shouldn't say on radio. Don't it's do it. Very then. funny. Don't do it. Uh, then. Scoots, you don't like Dave Chappelle. Nope. And I, I get maybe being a, like, because Dave has some, for some reason, become like our, uh, when something happens now in the world, serious people like turn to Dave Chappelle for us to find some reason. And I don't think Dave Chappelle, stand up comic, is, should be America's voice of reason <laughs> during trying times. He does provide, uh, I, I enjoy his perspective and his insight, but I can see where people are turned off, but you're just not even a fan of the, the jokes. No. No. Wow, what a surprise. Just not. Maybe maybe it's because I grew up with like the the blue collar comedy tour guys. And so I've I've got more of that humor. You like you like a good like easy laugh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I, I if it's a joke I gotta think about, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I don't wanna think. I'm such a green one. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that's great, Scoots. I don't even know where we went off on that tangent. <laughs> oh, it's because Jay Bulwer used a Dave Chappelle gif. <laughs> I gotta think about it. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, Scoots. Scootsy, Scootsy, Scootsy. How was your Wednesday? I, I talked about how busy mine was. We'll talk more about signing day, but how was your Wednesday? Uh, it was it was pretty busy as well. I uh, did the thing where I flipped my Wednesday and my Thursday around. I was supposed to go to work after the after the studio yesterday, but I looked at the weather. I saw that it was going to start raining early this morning, 
So mm-hmm. I called my boss and I was like, "Hey, I've got to take today off. My gutters are an absolute wreck, and if we get all this all this rain and then three to five inches of snow on top of it, it's just not going to be good." So I uh, actually went home after the radio and cleared out my gutters, had me a nice little bonfire in the backyard, and then I sat down, and watched the cats, had a couple splatty platties. Good, oh, good Wednesday. That is nice. Did you use the leaves you cleaved out of the gutter to? Make your fire. Oh, no. There was no using those. They were Gross. soaking yeah. wet. Yeah. I mean, it was so like, nasty. it was the thing where the whole bottom half of the gutter, since it's been so cold, was like just frozen together, like frozen blocks. Mm. So it's actually pretty easy to clear the gutter. Oh, yeah. You I'm just a- give one chunk <laughs> yeah. and then the whole thing goes. I might just wait till this time of the year every year. <laughs> yeah. And I, I tried to clean all of my gutters, but only successfully cleaned half of them because I couldn't figure out how to get the storm window off without breaking it to climb out my window and onto my roof. It was a whole thing, but either way, did you, did you watch any of the Hilltoppers bowl game last night? No, I was, didn't that start at nine? Yeah. It I, started went to bed late, at, I went to bed at nine, right? which I, I, I get the sense. The reason why they had to start at late, not only like it was a 8 PM local kick in new Orleans, which makes sense. You're in new Orleans. You don't need to start that game early. Um, but also, they those schools had to do signing day uh, as well, which is kind of crazy to think that you're going to wake up early, do signing day, and then go coach a football game. But Western put it on South Alabama. Did they really? Plus three and a half, too. Gosh, and I was tempted because I love – plus three and a half is the most, like, they're just daring you to bet the dog. And that's the second straight day that the plus three and a half team I like just dog walked him forty four to twenty three. Man, John Spears was all over Western too, and I just I didn't listen to I him. I know, and especially with Reed coming back, there's been big rallying cry for them. Their coach came back when they thought they were going to leave, so I you know didn't make it over here to make that wager, but um, probably going to to make a few more today, even though I placed a lot of bets. I I kind of had a cathartic. I don't want to say cathartic because I haven't listened to the sad parts yet. But one of my one of my favorite um, one of my favorite podcasts is uh, ended. The last the last show was uh, released yesterday. Stanford Stephen the Bear done. Yeah, Chris Felica the Bear is leaving ESPN. He had his last game day show for conference championship weekend. Uh, he's moving on to Fox, hmm. and so I there was always you know like I. I turn on game day and I kind of have, but I, I have my kind of college football weekly routine scoots and they were a good, like, okay, here's a different kind of perspective on how just, I, I just enjoyed the way they talked about games and they would bring up some kind of unusual ones as well as talk about the big ones. Um, and hell, they both did a good job picking games this year. I didn't always tail them, but I might tail one or two that I liked, but yeah, I, I sad to see that show go by the wayside. Uh, just because I enjoy it. They've got a good combo of kind of nerd plus uh, football guy, jock with Stanford Steve. So uh, it's a shame that their run has uh, reached an end, but all all good things must come to it. So will the Bear do the same thing on Fox, you think? They did not share what his plans will be, but he's almost surely going to be involved in a sports gambling television show. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they'll bring him on on their big noon kickoff games. I don't know if he's going to also be producing games for them as well. I, I get it. Like, it makes sense for him because I'm sure like r- the travel that they had him doing with game day and producing Saturday Night Primetime was a lot. And now he'll just be able to do his big noon show, do the game, and then go home. Like, there's not that extra 
hop on a private jet, fly here, fly there, get home at like 3 a.m. the next day. So I get it. Probably going to pay more money. But uh hate to see those guys uh, split up. Just a bummer. Just a bummer. But, hey, you know, the, the show, the other shows will go on. We'll yeah. find another outlet to get ready. We'll get you ready with good picks for college football. I think we have uh, the Jets-Jags should be a fun game tonight, Thursday night football. You're, you're hyped about it. I'm not. It's two. It's teams fighting for the playoffs. Yeah, I know that, but it's Jets Jags. So I never take the logos off, Scoots. I don't care what is number on the one line. Number one pick in last year's draft versus number two pick in I, last year's I, draft. No, I get that, but I'm just I'm of the mindset, and maybe it's because they've never been any good in our lifetimes. But I don't want to watch Jets Jags. Now, will I? Absolutely, I will. I'm not saying I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to watch it, but I'm, it's not the I don't know. It's not the Thursday night game I want. Um, but we've had very few of those this year. Well, it's Thursday night football. It's terrible. Yeah, you, you you just beggars can't always be choosers. I'm always begging and I'm always trying to choose. So, which offense do you think will perform better? Do you think it will be the Jaguars against the Jets defense or the Cowboys against the Eagles defense? Um, I would say the Jags versus the Jets. I would too. Yeah. That's, that's Jags are Jags are clicking. They've they've really found a groove the past few weeks. Trevor Lawrence is playing really well. Mm-hmm. They've knocked off some teams they shouldn't be. He's on fire. Yeah, an absolute fire. could could be fun tonight. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope so. Let's hope so for fantasy football playoffs. Doesn't Louisville right, play tonight too? Football, basketball, basketball. They they they're making them play more I, basketball. I games? think they play NC State tonight. If I'm not mistaken. Oh poor guys. After so, that. There's Ooh. some money to be won. Oh, I did the thing where I looked up Louisville basketball and it gave me the women's <laughs> team again. That is so wild. Yeah, pretty. You're right. They play NC State tonight. Jeez. What time's that? 7 p.m. All right. Yeah. Be be rich by nine. Yeah. Gross. Absolutely gross. Um, check out that line, Scoots, for me. You can't see it. Well, why don't you just check it out while we get into. I guess we should get into a little bit of what's happening, right? We should probably, oh, wait, oh, no, whoops, you got that line? Oh, one second. Come on. Technology, I got an iPhone 6, Roush, it's not speedy quick anymore. Yeah, so I, I don't know what the deal is with Jamarion Wilcox, though. Uh, Travis Graff was expecting to hear something shortly at 340 yesterday. We've heard nothing. <laughs> So, I don't know what's going on with Jermaine Wilcox. I wish I had some answers for you. But elsewhere, Kentucky did have a couple of really nice surprises. Uh, Javon Brown, we hadn't heard of his name until Monday when he decommitted from Michigan State. Kentucky needed two linebackers in this class. They got their seventh, second one from St. Thomas Aquinas. If you watched, uh, we did a whole signing day recap show on the KSR YouTube channel with Freddie and Luckett where we kind of went through all the players. And as I said with Brown... There's some uh, he leaves me wanting a little bit more, but if the end result is also getting your foot back in the door at Thomas Aquinas and back in South Florida, that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So changing things up, going to South Florida, and then also they got a commitment from Tavian Gadsden, who I, I really do like. I think that's a good get late in the class. Six foot five, long arms, really explosive. He he fits. He checks all the right boxes for Kentucky defensive linemen. So those were the two. Uh, I guess we the, the the late additions yesterday, they had no flips away from school. So right now, Kentucky's 
2023 recruiting class ranks 35th in the country, right on average for Mark Stoops' classes. Um, and that's not baking in the fact that you got the number one transfer quarterback, thousand yard rusher, all that other stuff. How many have signed? How many signed yesterday? So now, so 15 plus two, 17 have signed. Um, and you're, if you get Wilcox, that'll be 18. I feel really good about that. You're ex- weren't you expecting like 22? No, was it not? Now, with if you add in transfers, yes. It okay. was at 22, I think, yesterday before they started adding pieces. Gotcha. So, by the way, NC State. Vegas has finally caught on to Louisville. Was it minus like 20? 17 and a half. Oh, God. <laughs> Is NC State, they, like, who, who plays for NC State? Does it matter who plays for Louisville? Nobody. 17 and a half is yeah. a lot of points. Though. It is a lot of points. And, and NC it's State's... At home. It's at home. Well, they're expected to be in the bottom half of the ACC from everything I've read, so... Gosh. Well, Joel Justice, a little revenge game for Joel Justice. Kevin Keats, head coach, was a former Louisville assistant, so maybe they do put it on the cards. Gosh, I'm just so I'm mad at myself for not just throwing some coin on Lipscomb the other night. You're crazy. Yeah, I'm a crazy. You're crazy. I'm a crazy. It's fool. like the uh, the over under last night. So TJ mentioned the over under for the Kentucky game last night, and we were all guessing close to 100 points for Kentucky, and it was at 135. So he was like, oh. Might as well bet it. So I bet that, and that was the easiest over-under of all time. I think they hit it with six minutes left in the game. Yeah, Kentucky didn't score much after that, though. Did they uh, not? 4 A&M did. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that, that wasn't easy. Yeah, I was, sit- I was sitting on my couch doing the thing. Because normally I'll bet Kentucky spread. But I didn't do that last night. I just bet the over-under. So I'm I'm cheering for both teams making yeah. shots. Threes go in for a- A&M. I'm cheering. I, that was a very <laughs> sharp uniform matchup. Yeah. Very sharp yeah. because Florida A&M, they're sponsored by LeBron, which I didn't know. And they had the cool – they had a cool watermark kind of underneath that, that lime green. And I, I've always liked the, the Rattlers colors. Uh, they have, they actually have uh, one of their full band kits at the College Football Hall of Fame. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. The Rattlers, they know how to style uh, themselves. It, it was kind of a nightmare for broadcaster perspective, though, if – if you think about it, you two got dark the, colors, two dark colors. Yeah, there were there were times when I was like looking down at my phone or whatever, and I'd look up on the screen, and it took my eyes a minute to adjust, like who was wearing green, who's wearing well, black. And I I'm, I wonder too for my my colorblind friends out there how uh, how what was the black enough contrast with the green? Um, I I don't know. No, um, I'm colorblind. They, I'll tell you no. But you're colorblind yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I thought so I just a slight little colorblind. The um. The black uniforms were also very shiny. Because nowadays, when you see black uniforms, there's usually like a matte. And I'm not saying that they look bad or anything. It was just a little... It, it, it was a little different. It, it just... I'm so used to Kentucky just always wearing the same old, same old. It's kind of nice. Yeah. It was I, kind of a nice change. I love the black uniforms. And speaking of shiny, did you see the uh, pullover that Coach Cal was wearing? That was shiny. I just... I'm, TJ makes fun of me for it. Wear a suit, Cal. Be an adult. Yeah, it's a, you're you're that. Get your groove back. But did you did you see his pullover I last didn't, night? I wasn't paying close enough. I'm, I'm wondering. Open. I'm no, wondering what it was made out of. It was. It almost looked like felt, like the way the light hit it. But it was shiny. It was. It was really weird. Good looking. Good looking pullover. Sure, it was produced by our friends at Nike. Oh, absolutely. Sure, it was produced by. Our absolutely. Friends I'll I'll reach out to them. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's go to an early break, Scoots. 
I, I, I hit on just some of the new additions. If you want more early signing day talk, I've talked about it till I blew in the face on other platforms. That that show too, by the way, I'll put it on podcast today if you don't feel like watching it on YouTube. So you'll be able to check that out over the holiday break, us talking about all of Kentucky's commits. Uh, Stoops also spoke yesterday for about 30 minutes. Um, he gave us a little bit of news on that, but for most of the next segment, we're going to talk basketball. Cats, Rattlers, Woo-hoo. Cal's Tweak, did it work? We'll discuss that and much more when we return. Justin Kalen, Nick Roush on Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X Sports Radio. Mr. Grinch, you really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus, you're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. Uh, do you know who sings that song, Justin Kalen? I do not know. It's a fun trivia question I love to bring up all the time. He voiced... A famous serial cartoon character. Can you guess that? Mm, that same guy? Yeah. Am I guessing the cartoon character? Cartoon character. Guess the cartoon character. Uh, the Toucan, Toucan Sam. Does that sound like the Toucan Sam? I don't know. I'm, I can't think of cartoon characters off the rip like that. I don't know. Maybe a, a large tiger that has a deep oh, voice. Oh, okay. Tony the Tiger. Thurl yeah. Ravenscroft. How about did that? Did the Grinch song and also did uh, Tony the Tiger. What's his name? Thurl Ravenscroft. I Very fun name. Forget that in two hours. Oh, look up a picture of him, too. He's a caricature of a human. Thurl Ravenscroft. Yeah. I mean, his name's Thurl Ravenscroft. You, only a guy named Thurl Ravenscroft can look the way he does, sound the way he does, be the Tony <laughs> the Tiger, sing the Grinch song. He's great. You're great. We love you listening to Kentucky Roll Call this morning. I'm Nick Roush. TJ Walker is out, unfortunately. He's feeling under the weather. Hopefully, he gets to feeling... Back on his feet before Christmas time is here. We are only a couple sleeps away. We hope that you've got your Christmas shopping done. It's going to be nasty outside. Warm up inside by stopping by Salseritas today. Mm. Just load up on some catering, right? Like you don't want to do any cooking ahead of your holiday cooking. So just have that around. Um, it's easy leftovers kind of stuff, right? Like if you get oh, the, yeah. the the steak and the chicken, warm it up. Um, pour some queso on top, um, maybe make your own homemade rice with it just to make it easy, or you do their catering too. I mean, they, they've they got you covered. I am I know you're not a big fan of the vegetable scoots, but I love the the fajita vegetables there. And at Salsaritas, they're not charging you an extra arm and a leg just to get them. So go to Salsaritas. they got two locations, one in St. Matthews, one in Middletown. Middletown's got a drive-thru, nice, easy, convenient. Stop on in today. That's actually a really good idea. So when I get home tonight, probably about 7, 7.30, I am not coming out of my house until about 3 o'clock on Saturday. So Yeah, you maybe, should just get a tray of salsa. Yeah, I'll just, just go have, get like a big family meal and have leftovers every yeah, day. Yeah. It's a great idea. Well, yeah. yeah you, you can, uh, and that's the best part about Mexican food, too. There's just a lot of utility there, a lot yeah. of versatility. Whether you want nachos, you pour it on some lettuce, make it a taco salad, uh, pour it some rice. I mean, it's just... So much great versatility there. So check out Salsaritas today. Um, I, 
Justin, when I was leaving Lexington yesterday, we were doing work at KS offices where we shot our show, signing day show, did a little work. There was a really good crowd of Kentucky fans at KS Bar. And I did get the sense that there was a lot of, uh, here's a Christmas gift. We're going to go to KS Bar. Then we're going to go to the Kentucky game. We're going to watch a fun win. And you know what, Scoots? The the game, the 88-68 to 68 Kentucky win over Florida A&M, it had its fun moments. It would have mm-hmm. these fun stretches where Kentucky's just kicking their ass. And you're like, hey, this is, we, like, we needed a, like this, let's get a little pep in our step, right? And then they just wouldn't do anything for a while. And then you look up, and it's a 10-point game, and you're like, wait, well, hold up. They were just up by 25. What's what's going on here? This is this is not what we signed up for. Uh, the game actually started, Kentucky started the game on a 22, or it was 18-2, to 22-7, and then uh, 28-5-15. Like, so you kind of that's kind of how the story of the game was. Now I I did admit right off the top the second half I'm just box score scanning, uh, but that was when Casey Wallace went off too. Man, he uh, was electric. Yeah, twenty seven points, five of six from three, ten of fifteen from the field. Almost had a double double, also with nine assists and only two turnovers in thirty one minutes of action. Um, electric, an absolute electric factory. He's the only player that played more than 30 minutes. Cal did a lot of rotating. Wheeler, 20 minutes. Ware, 20. C.J. Frederick played 25 minutes after only getting a couple. It was good to see C.J. find his stroke. Mm -hmm. Uh, He hit his first three threes, uh, finished making it four on the night. Um, Him and Kaysen hit their first seven combined. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Now, that was the fun stuff. The not-so-fun stuff. We were told Cal had a tweak. Did you see the tweak, Scoots? I mean, the starting lineup was completely different. We thought it was going to be Chris Livingston at the four. He still is not playing Chris Livingston at the four. Chris Livingston at the three with Lance Ware at the four. Mm -hmm. It was just the lineup that did okay against UCLA. Here's the thing about the lineup that just did okay against UCLA, Scoots. Do you know why it did okay against UCLA? Because Hawkes wasn't in the game for most of the time that lineup was in. It wasn't what they were doing. It was what UCLA was doing. Chris Livingston's a four! Chris Livingston's a four! Yeah, but I don't I don't disagree in a game like this playing him at the three. I mean, it's it's a game, Florida A&M team you're expected to beat. They haven't beaten a D1 team all year. It, it, but, but, why but, can't but, he play in the three? Here is the time that they need to be playing, like, I had this complaint early on in the year, and TJ made a good point because it was a quick turnaround before their Gonzaga game. And there was just a lot of um, stuff that didn't look like stuff that they would use in March. And I'm like, hey, you need to – now is the time to get your guys to know how to play with one another. Why couldn't he just play that damn Livingston lineup? Now, now, with that being said, Scoots, he did do some other stuff that people have been wanting to see. Damian Collins played the five mm-hmm. for stretches. Our our boy Adu got in for a little bit. And Yenzo got nine minutes. So he did some stuff that we kind of wanted to see. He also had a fun lineup um, with – actually, I don't know if you would even describe it as fun other than it's one that we – it was Oscar, Toppin, Reeves, Frederick, and I forget if it was Wheeler or Wallace. It might have been Wallace. That, that one feels like a – 
a good uh, small ball lineup for later if Toppin is is a willing shooter. Um, Toppin got by two, the way, two shots. By the way, he was the seventh in minutes last night. Toppin was. Yeah. So Kentucky fans got what they wanted. Reeves, Reeves still cold from the floor. 11 shots, 10 points. Not ideal. But it, it didn't feel like a lot of those were a bunch of bad four shots. But So I, I think the, the – the, when we re- get to this Thornton's text line, Scoots, I don't think anybody's going to still be satisfied. I think they're still going to be shouting from the mountaintops, why isn't – why did you play land? Like, that, that's starting line. But some of the other stuff, it felt better. It was good just to see them knock down some shots. But – all in all, you're not going to change a lot of minds by beating this Florida A&M team that Louisville will be. Yeah. It's just... But in terms of Livingston, though, I let's go back to that for a minute because, yeah, you do want to see the offense that's going to be run in March around this time of the year. Let's start getting into the March fever type deal. But Livingston is still at the point he's a freshman. I, I think it's probably just a confidence builder thing for him. I mean, it doesn't matter where you play him on the floor. You just need him to be in the game, build some confidence, help him realize that, hey, I can play at this level, much like you saw with Kaysen. I mean, he finally last night was aggressive. He was shooting the ball, finding open shots, and we haven't seen that out of Kaysen. So perhaps he finally found that confidence to realize, hey, I can play at this level, and I can play at this level well. You need the same thing with Livingston. You just, you just need that kid to build some confidence. So – I think the point that I would argue, like that you could argue, is that you know Cal started him the year at the three. He just had his first good game. Let's not try to make him do a bunch of completely different stuff by playing a different position now. But does he do st- different stuff he, by playing that position? I, I don't know how much different he like when they run sets when they call plays. I don't know how much different it is. His responsibilities would be from the three versus the four, right? Because I, I, I don't, I don't know. I know the circle play, but I, 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 the actual responsibilities each and every time, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they are. I don't know if it's a lot. I could buy into that argument that you don't want to put, you don't want to add a bunch of stuff onto his plate. You just want him to be as comfortable as he possibly can on the four. I could maybe buy into that argument, but I would counter by saying. You need him to learn that for now so that he's more comfortable there in February than like trying to teach him that in February. But what so here's here's what I'll never understand about the Libics. I don't understand why we're so set on him playing at the four. Because here's the thing, Scoots. He is not a like he he can knock down a three point shot. One for one last night. Yeah. And he was two of three the other like that is that's perfect for a stretch four. He's as big as most fours. He can guard most fours. He's as physical as most fours. To play him at the three is just adding another forward, adding another body to the the middle and clogging things up for your penetrators. That's where Kentucky's overall fans' overall beef is, is that like where he's at his best, you are hurting him by taking away space by throwing Lance in there. Like if it, if it's only Oscar in the middle and he's on the outside, four out one in, he could probably take some dudes off the dribble and score. He ain't taking nobody off the dribble and scoring if Lance wears in that lane too. Mm-hmm. So that that's where the overall beef is. It's less about like what he can do skill wise and more so the spacing of the overall offense because that's still a problem. I still have, you know, like I would just watch possessions and be like, okay. Who's doing what this time is kind of what I would say. 
And I would every time CJ would touch the ball, I would try to count how many times he got the ball off the cut or a screen. More times than not, it was off of a cut instead of a screen. You got to screen that guy to get open. He's not V cutting open. It's just not. It's just not in his repertoire. They're still not doing it. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at the action on the ball screens, we have Wheeler and Uganda running ball screen stuff. Like that's just not. Whatever. Oscar did have a nice little screen for Frederick late in the game where he just curled around it and nothing but net. Perfect. Yes. Screen him to get open. In in terms of Livingston, can't you make the argument that him playing at the three helps him on the defensive end of the ball? I mean, he's he's guarding threes instead of fours. I would think it would hurt him. You would? Yeah, I'd rather him be on a bigger guy because instead of a smaller guy, he can get by him. Hmm. That's his personal preference. And and I think the overall – thought process is if you just look at that dude, he's like a six foot eight, 230 pound guy. Like that's not a guy that plays guard. It, I mean, you know what I mean? Basketball's transition to that though, Ralph. No, that's what it was when Trey Lyles was playing three for UK seven years. I mean, maybe, maybe not for UK, but basketball as a whole is getting bigger. I mean, you look at the NBA, you got six, 10 guys. You know my point though, in college, that dude is a stretch four. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is the position that has, uh, I, I think, our overall point going in this year. Stretch four, if you look through the Cal era, that's the one position Cal's just never got right. Like The closest thing he had to that was Kyle Wilcher coming off the bench in 2012. They won a national championship. And Derek Willis coming off the bench in 2017. They lost in a buzzer beater in the early day. Outside of that, you're you're hard press. I mean, Jorts was like a stretch five at times, but there hasn't been a lot of these space creators that can knock down three point shots, but also have the length you need to play for. We thought going into this year that Jacob Toppin could be that answer. We thought Cal made the right choice by going with Jacob Toppin instead of Bryce Hopkins this year, because Hopkins, for as much as statistically. He's been awesome this year. He still is primarily playing in the paint. So we're like, okay, you're going with Toppin. You're going to stretch the four out. Toppin has been underwhelming, to say the least. We thought, okay, well, you still have Chris Livingston, who can do a lot of those same things. And I think that's – we're ultimately looking for that answer. And I don't think John Calipari is. And that's probably – that feels like that's at the root of a lot of frustrations right now, schematically. We, the Savir Wheeler stuff – has taken a back seat to Chris Livingston playing the four, which might be a good thing. It might be a nice distraction, but I, that's that feels like it's going to be a talking point that isn't going to go away anytime soon. Um, it's certainly not after that starting lineup that he rolled out last night. We'll see if any of that changes when Kentucky plays Missouri next Wednesday night. Is that the next game? Mm-hmm. Like you've got to wait another week? Yes, they'll wait a week. Good grief. Well, Christmas break. They'll get Cal use Cal likes to give them time to where they can spend it with their families. They'll get a at least twenty four, maybe forty eight hours where they can go home, come back. So, uh, it's a happy ho 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 holidays. Ha ha ha. Let's get to the Thornton's text line, Scoot, shall we? Because I'm I'm curious. Um, that I felt like that was a nice, healthy conversation about Kentucky basketball. But where will the Thornton's text line take us? Not sure. 502-414-1450 is the number. Download the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app before you stop and get gas today. That's one thing they don't tell you before extreme cold. Make sure you got gas in your car. It's mm-hmm. bad for your car if you're, if you're just messing around with a quarter tank. 
go ahead, fill it up, download the Refreshing Rewards app. I got an extra 20 cent bonus the other day. You get bonuses about once a week. Just time it right. Wait till about Wednesday or Thursday to get gas. They'll hook you up at Thornton's. I'm really excited for this text line. TJ texted us this morning when he said that he was going to be out. He said he gets roasted on the text line, so make sure we enjoy it. Um, do we know where we left off? We do. Can you start it for us? I can it? absolutely start it. First texter says, geez, Buzz killed Terry over here. Kentucky gets two huge portal additions, and he's already talking about the season falling apart. Suck it, buddy. Oh, the next person says, no, we're not misunderstanding the point. It's just the wrong time to bring it up, TJ. We've got all offseason to talk negative scenarios. Cheer up, man. Let Rouse shake his maracas. No kidding. That was the, you know, that was the only time we shook the maracas yesterday was that that first one. And they didn't, because I was hoping that we would have some more uh, actual new additions come in. I, I heard that Javon Brown was going to happen early in the morning, but they waited to make it a, like Kentucky loves to have a press conference kind of breaking thing. Uh, we're like, oh, we printed off these sheets, but they're they're already outdated because we just added somebody new. It's like you knew Brown's letter was going to come in then. So, like, just chill, people. But, I, I like, the point TJ was making, though, and I, you know, like, you can uh, – the, the reason why I didn't understand it, Scoots, is that it's moot. Every year is it's the like that's every year college football is year to year now. Like it just is. So like I didn't understand like well you're going to have to have these poor like yeah that's every year but like we're still in the we're still in the now time where people could I mean Keontae just hopped in the portal last Friday. Like people are still hopping in the portal. Mm-hmm. Um Kentucky probably won't get another portal player this go around but they could because you're going to get another wave of kids that Wanting to play in their bowl games that are going to hop in the portal after that. So, like, they could still get some transfer portal guys. Like, th- that's why I didn't get his take at all. Because it's just, yeah, every year it's year to year. There are 1,900 to choose from in the portal, by the way. Yeah, and did you see that, um, did you see that Louisville, their next quarterback just hop in the portal? Doman? No. Their next, their... Their new guy. Who's it? It's a familiar name around here. Uh, he played for Jeff at Purdue. And last year he transferred to Cal, of all places. Jack Plummer, no relation to Jake, went to Cal for a year after three seasons at Purdue. And I really hate Jack Plummer as a quarterback. <laughs> Let me tell you. I, I've i said it to Jeff's face years ago when he was at Purdue. Said it to Brian's face. I don't like him as a quarterback. I don't think he's good. He got sacked, and I, I, I meant to look up the, the actual game. If you give me a moment, I will. Um, but they played uh, Penn State one year, and Aiden O'Connell was hurt. So Plummer had to make. I don't think it was his first career start, but it was it, it was one of his. It was his first maybe big game, and he got thrown to the wolves. He was sacked so many times, and ever since then, I was just like, "This kid's done. He can't do anything. He's he's it's over for him." Um, 
And uh, actually, okay. They lost 35-7 to that game. He was 13 of 27. Um, it was bad. It was bad. My parents went to that game. I was watching it. Um, and I can't pull. They're not letting me get the stats here. But ever since that game, every time that he just stared at the pass rush, every single time, uh, Penn State sacked him 10 times. All right, I I would be spooked. Like you can understand why he might be spooked. Now, granted, that was he was a true freshman. Maybe he's grown since then. Since that game, a hundred years ago. I mean, he was thirteen to twenty-seven, hundred nineteen <laughs> yards, touchdown. He got sacked ten times. The rest of the year, he was just staring at the pass rush. Maybe at Cal, he turned over a new leaf. Um, Ty Spalding, who people love to like. He's developed a, a, a cult of UK fans that really hate him. He decided to compile. He said, I didn't put these numbers together. And he compared all of Plummer and Leary's stats. Because they aren't so different in the number of passes attempted and uh, completions. The completion percentage Plummer is actually even higher. Plummer's thrown more, three more interceptions and 15 less touchdowns and has a lower QB rating. Which he didn't use QBR, which, by the way, Plumbers was 40 last year. Yeah, the stats are similar, Ty Spalding. Here's the part that Spalding misses. The stats are similar because Devin Weary had two season-ending injuries. Not because Jack Plummer got beat out by a former walk-on in Aiden O'Connell, then transferred to Cal and played for a 2-10 team last year. This guy stinks. You can have him, Louisville. He's garbage. I don't care if you think I'm just a hater or not. I've been a hater for this guy for a long time. He's not good. Have fun with him next year, Louisville fans. Have fun with him. You think he starts over Clarkson? Yeah. That's why. Yeah. And I think what they're going to do, because Jeff don't care about those kind of – no, I think – this is my theory. My theory is his plan – and what got Steve Clarkson on board, which they didn't sign all their California kids. They signed, I think, three of them yesterday, including Clarkson. I think the running back and uh, one other guy. But DeAndre Moore, the big receiver, many people thought he was going to flip to Texas. And he just ended up not making a decision yesterday. He's going to sign in February. So I guess that's good news for Louisville. But I think what happened, I think to get Clarkson and them to a be on board was he told him, listen, we're going to get a portal quarterback, but Pierce is going to get one or two series a game. That was the Brian Brom strategy that worked all right back with LaFours back in, two, you know, whenever Brian was a true freshman. LaFours was their conference player of the year, but he didn't play every single drive because they, Bobby got Brian some series. I have a feeling Jeff told that to the Western kid, and the Western kid was like, screw that. I'm the quarterback. You aren't playing some punk-ass California kid over me. That's my theory. I don't know if it's true or not. I have no idea. But I think that's what's going to happen. I think Plummer's going to be his portal guy, and then they're going to have have Carson play a couple series a game. And who knows? Maybe even more. Maybe if Plummer stinks, they'll have even more. But – Maybe Plummer, he he they liked his traits when they signed him out of high school. Maybe they can protect him. Maybe he can be better as uh, now that he's got four years of experience or whatever it is. But um, and you know maybe I'm just blinded by one game. But I I'm I'm happy with Devin Leary. You can take your stat comps, Ty Balding, and suck it. So if guys didn't sign yesterday, they have to wait till February. 
They can sign today or okay. tomorrow as gotcha. well. Okay. Um, they rarely do, but for the mo- most part, if they didn't sign yesterday, you'll wait till February. There was a lot of drama with Cromani McLean, which Cromani McLean's was really funny because he reportedly wasn't even awake when his mom tweeted out that he's not signing today. They had like a cake for him ready to congratulate him on going to Miami. Um, but he just didn't. <laughs> so uh, Saban was messing around there. Uh, I'm not sure. Did Jaden Rashada? So he did end up signing with Florida. That took longer than they wanted. They ended up getting their quarterback there. But um, yeah, it uh, it was an eventful, eventful, eventful Wednesday. Were uh, there any big like surprise guys that you did not expect Kentucky to get, but they signed? Um. I heard about Brown in advance, but that was going into the week. Like I, I, I'm not kidding, Scoots. I had not heard his name until Monday. So I was like, four-star linebacker from Florida, sign me up. Um, his tape doesn't pop the way I'd like for it to, but you know what? Still, four-star linebacker from Florida, mm-hmm. I'll take it. I'll take it. Excuse me. Thornton's text on. Let's get back to it. Five zero two. 414-1450 is the number. Glad I got that Jack, Jack Plummer take off my chest. <laughs> feel better? Yeah, I'll tell you how I really feel about that guy. <laughs> Spirited sucks. We turned it off after 15 minutes. Well, if you don't like a musical, then you're not going to like it. Like It's a fun musical. They've got some self-referential stuff in there. They even, uh, at one point, did... Uh, like they called back some movies that they that they were in, and also some movies that they weren't in. Like they did, um, they did, uh, did. Have you seen "I Love You, Man"? No. Oh come on, Scoots. Roush, I mean, we could take the whole rest of the show here, and you could name a hundred random movies, and I bet I've seen Jason Segel, Paul Rudd, funny, like a nice, like. I think you would appreciate it now. Uh, like it, it's a comedy that I think you have to be in like your mid thirties. Like I didn't appreciate it as much in my early twenties, but now I'm a little older. I enjoy it. But the little line about, yeah, I watched this movie the other day. Chocolate. Jason Segel goes, chocolate. No, it's chocolate. Like they, they have a funny <laughs> back and forth there. So I guess you wouldn't get the joke if you watch spirited, but Spe- I enjoy them making jokes. Speaking of movies and my Wednesday, I might get roasted for this, but I watched Moneyball for the first time yesterday. I've never seen that. It's a great movie. Great movie. Yeah, just uh, the only thing for me, somehow baseball has a knack of making the best movies, Mm -hmm. even though it's probably my least favorite of the major sports. They have made some bangers over the years. Yeah, yeah, really have. Sandlot, Major League. Angels in the Outfield. That was always great. The Natural. League of Their Own. That's a good one. Major League. Yeah. Um, Go on and on. But yeah, I have not seen Moneyball, so it it is good. Oh, it's great! Yeah, watch it. Yeah, it's uh, got like real. It's got like clips of real baseball games in it. It's that's fun. Yeah, it is. Uh, did you see the Moneyball that the Mets are doing? I saw that they've spent eight hundred and six million this off season. Was it that? So they have to pay one hundred and ten million in luxury tax. Yeah, which luxury tax is. If you spend over this bar, then we're going to charge you for all of your extra money you're spending, so you can't just outspend. And they have $110 million in luxury tax. That's more than 10 teams' yeah. salary cap. Pretty like wild. their budget. Yeah, it's crazy. And some, so, like, Correa signed with the Giants, but then, like, a week later was like, eh, I'm good. That's weird. 
That's weird. I'd rather be in San Fran than New York, but that's just me. Same. Especially for the Mets, too. It'd be yeah. one thing to be the Yankees. There's a yeah. little bit of, uh, you know, there's just a lot of, okay, there's like an aura. Mets are trying to be the Yankees. Yeah, but like the Mets are always the scrappy underdog kind of, comp- like of the New York teams. It's like the Mets and the Jets are the kind of, uh, nobody give it, you know, that they, they have that chip on their shoulder mentality. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other, in, in the Giants, you can't say as much, but they, they've, they've certainly won their fair share of Super Bowls. I think they've got three in their belt now. Say three Sounds or right. two. It's three. Let's go with three. Phil Sims, the helmet catch. I thought they had another one, but I might be, might be mistaken. I thought they had another one with Eli. This text is just a bad one. I'm just going to start with it. <laughs> is Matt Jones working to bury Cal because he was cut off? Saying he cut off media, but in reality, he just stopped talking to him. No, he really had like he doesn't talk to anybody in media. Um, I mean, Kyle gets some stuff, but it's not from Cal directly. He talked to us. Yeah, he did talk to us. Cannot be helpful to the fan base when a majority of UK fans listen to Kentucky Sports Radio and take his word as law. Season hasn't gone well, um, but once Cal, but wanted Cal to, but has gone as well as we want to. But Cal usually figures it out. Hopefully, that happens. That's from Artie. Yeah, everybody's pissed off at Cal right now. Like, of course, the biggest UK radio show is going to be pissed off at Cal right now. Like, that's not just... And I know TJ typically takes the... He's more optimistic, but, like, I'm not. I I think the majority of the fan base is just pissed off because we have not beaten good teams in the last three years. Mm -hmm. Like, that stat, 3-14... and How is the fan base going to have a general approval rating of you if you're three and fourteen against top twenty-five teams? Like, of course, over the span of time, that'll probably be close to five hundred scoots, right? Like, they're good teams. You're going to lose some of those games. Yeah. But three and fourteen is well below Kentucky standards. Like, people are just pissed off at Cal. Now, all the other stuff that comes with it, like maybe that's a little bit over the top. But bottom line, the product on the court is just not good enough. It's not. It has not been up to Kentucky standards, aside from uh, a three-month run sandwiched in between the suck. So that's why people are mad. That's why Matt's show is negative, because most people are negative right now about the Kentucky basketball program. Don't let TJ gaslight you, Roush. He was mostly negative in that opening spiel. You went way down. No, I didn't. I'm just reading it in order. Maybe you double texted up or something. <laughs> no. Send in some bangers that aren't being read the last couple of days. What a shame. Oh, yeah. I did double send it. Whoops. Yep. Hmm. If Nil had started sooner, where would Desmond Renner have finished his college career? Uh, probably Louisville, no? He probably still would have been in Cincinnati. Because, like, Ritter was good, but he wasn't. Ritter was good, but he wasn't slam dunk, home run, thank you. Get. So, because they had the back-to-back seasons, right? They had the uh, the season where they lost to Georgia in the Peach Bowl. Like, if Neil was still, I mean, I think Cincinnati would have paid him and he would have stuck around for one more year. So, like, yeah. I, and he wasn't great the year prior to that. So, no, I think he would have stayed there. Which, uh, did you see the quarterback that Sats got from the portal? I didn't. Uh, do you remember Emory Jones? Yeah. Florida quarterback, mm-hmm. he transferred to Arizona State. I don't know what he did at Arizona State, but feels like Emory Jones can do all the late cutting th- ham things in Satterfield's offense. 
What do you want to see out of Satterfield at Cincinnati? Do you, would you rather him just completely flop, or would you want him to be like, I don't know, 11-1, and 10-2? and two? I think he's just going to do the same thing he did at Louisville yeah. and be just average. Um, the Big 12, it's going to take me a while to get adjusted to the new look Big 12 next year because there's a bunch of American teams in there as well. Luckett mm-hmm. um, um, joked with me on the car ride home. Yeah, or it was either car ride home or on the way there because trying to figure out the shuffle between the Sun Belt, the American, and Conference USA, like a bunch of teams have moved around over the last two years. Figuring that out next year, that's going to be a challenge. But uh, I, I, I think he's just going to be 500 scoots, and I'm, that's where I want him, right? Like just good enough to not get recruits over Kentucky. So You don't think it would be hilarious, though, if he went to Cincinnati and – Consistently put up like eleven and one, ten and two seasons. The Louisville fans are pissed that they, he left. It would be uh, amusing in that. I think people that are arguing what's a better job, that would give them some ammunition that Cincinnati's a better job. Which they need to reschedule. Like put that game back on the schedule. That would be a lot of fun. That's so much better than all these stupid neutral site games that mm-hmm. Louisville plays and gets their teeth kicked in. Just. Put Cincinnati as your non-con. If you want, if you want to beef up the schedule, do that. Um, Indiana, Kentucky, and Cincinnati. Did you? Uh, Stoops did have a quote yesterday um, when he was asked about the Louisville job. He's like, "You know, it's tough because I like Jeff." And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I totally relate to that, Stoops." <laughs> Which, you know, he's. I think he added, uh, "Not trying to take a shot at the last guy, but like, dude, you loved kicking that guy's ass, Stoops." Like his. You can say it. We all loved it. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Hour number one was fun. We even went a little bit long. We did. So we got to take our daily double break when we get back. Well, more into the Thorns text line. I'm also going to share a little bit more about what Mark Stoops had to say yesterday and do some cleanup before we send you off for a holiday break here at Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Nick Rouch. He's Justin Kalen. This is the Big X Sports Radio. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He's got a bag that's filled with toys for boys and girls again. Hear those sleigh bells jingle jangle, oh what a beautiful sight. So jump in bed and cover your head, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Over? You say over? I heard no family! Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome into Hour Number 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker is not feeling well today. I'm going to miss our final show before we go on a bit of a holiday break. Nick Roush and Justin Kalen in today. We'll be back Tuesday to get you ready for the Music City Bowl. Kentucky, Missouri, and then Kentucky, Louisville basketball. But going to take a little break for the Christmas holiday. A lot of football happening this weekend. A lot going on. We're hoping this Christmas that you have some wonderful shady rays underneath the tree. It'll really, really be a Christmas unlike any other. And we know Santa, when he loads up that sleigh full of Shady Rays, he used promo code Big X to get 25% off 
those polarized stylish shades at shadyrays.com. If you make the order too and you break them or you lose them, you can get a replacement pair for just a small processing fee. Very simple, very easy. You fill it out. You say, oh, this was the one I lost. Let me get them again. And they'll send them to you. No hassle whatsoever. Visit ShadyRays.com, promo code Big X today. Do we think that's what TJ's doing? He's buying all these glasses for everybody. He's going to give them away, and then he claims that he lost them. Yeah, and then just get them Gets for another one. Yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> what he's doing. Which isn't a bad idea. You know what I mean. <laughs> Um, we talked a lot in hour number one about uh, the Ford A&M game, Chris Livingston not playing the four. Um, don't get your hopes up for Chris Livingston playing the four either. After Cal talked about it and talked about it and talked about it some more, he said after the game, yeah, I think I'm going to play Tierro at the four instead. What? And that way we have two six six long guys at the three and four. So Tierro I do and the four, not Livingston. They are not the same size. You cannot convince me of that. Tierro looks like four inches smaller than Livingston. Uh, Drew's post on KentuckySportsRadio.com has all of the the times that Cal said he was going to play Livingston at the four. It's after like five games he mentions Livingston playing the four. Still won't play him at the four. Told you in the break, I'd rather Livingston at the three anyways. Same thing with Tierro. I, I, I wouldn't want either of those guys at the four. Oh, man. All right. I'm not going to let this linger. I'm not getting my biscuits all steamed up again. Let's get to the Thorns text on some. 502-414-1450. That's the number. We appreciate hearing from you all always and every day. Thanks to our friends at Thorns. So the tweak is just to go backwards in philosophy against a crap team instead of being a more modern. So it'll probably work and Cal can continue to justify it. Sheesh. Well, it was, um, whew, it was bad. It wasn't bad, but it last. I think this is brought up later on the text line. But last night does seem like a throwaway game, where he's just trying different combinations to see, basically throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks. So I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't read too much into last. I still night. am just. Let's quit. You've played how many games and you're still throwing stuff against the wall to see what sticks? And you had six games in the Bahamas to throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks? Figure it out. Um, We had some repeat texts, but one got missed because uh, the person who was optimistic that Cal might figure it out responds by saying, maybe he won't figure it out. This is embarrassing. I never thought there would be a day UK fans are more pumped for offseason football news than a basketball game, but here we are. Yeah. Gosh, I cannot believe Cal said that. He's going to play at the year. That's what playing at Florida A&M does for you. Oh, my goodness. Um, we did get some more news, though, when Stoops spoke yesterday. He didn't, him and Hall, like he had been about the bowl game. Um, he flat out said... Uh, Cox and Leary, who each suffered season-ending injuries in 2022, he expects them both to be able to participate in spring practice. That's significant. They they need them both to be practicing. That offensive line needs to... Continuity was a problem. They had injuries and stuff in the preseason, and it showed. So, that... that need to, Having Cox is important. Having Leary, even more important. 
much more important. Um, I thought it was interesting in his comments about Devin Leary, too, that the way he talked about him and his approach, he compared him to Josh Paschal. And that, uh, as Stoops said, he does things a certain way. He tells you he's going to do it, and then he does it. It's like there was a process. He was going to visit us. He was going to go on another visit. He was going to go home. He was going to look his parents in the eye, have a conversation, and then make a decision. It's like I appreciated that. I respected that. And Stoops also alluded to having to kind of play the juggling game of Graham Mertz and how it kind of made him a little uncomfortable at times. But ultimately, Kentucky ended up with the best quarterback possible for this offense. So I, especially next year where, yes, they did get Ray Davis. Ray Davis did finally make it official as a 1,000-yard running back. He's a physical runner. I think Wilcox will be in the rotation if he does ultimately end up signing with the University of Kentucky. Um, but Kentucky's not going to be a run-heavy team next year. They're not going to – like, Justin, they're not going to just be able to give it to Chris Rodriguez when things are going wrong, right? So there's going to be some games where Devin Weary just has to put the team on his back and throw it 40 times. Now, he he's a runner as well, right? Like no. Levis? No. No? He's not. Doesn't run at all. No. Now, he can – he can extend plays, and he also runs the RPO stuff. Mm-hmm. But his RPO stuff is less him pulling to run, but it's more pulling to throw. So like it's it's not like he's a statue or anything. But he's not jumping over people, running over them like Levis. They they made quarterback run a very concerted part of um, his game back in twenty twenty one. Leary's will be more out of necessity than out of like uh, a plan of attack, if you will. The one thing that I I, I didn't realize too that Freddie pointed out, uh, Leary played baseball, so like, he he was an infielder, so he has that kind of he can do the 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 kind of slinging it shortstop stuff whenever you're doing a quick RPO and they're just not guarding the dude in the slot. Like, okay, here you go, Barry, on take it and run. Did he played baseball at NC State. No, not NC, oh, okay. but but in, in high, high school, school. Yeah. he was a he was a, a star baseball player as well. Um, if he did, then he would have been the true Russell Wilson transfer, right? Yeah, right. People forget. Remember, Russell Wilson took Wisconsin to Rose Bowl. Maybe Kentucky goes to Rose Bowl next year. Well, I wonder if looking at his career now, he wishes, man, I should have gone baseball. Whoever says I should have gone baseball? Well, look at the contract that Carlos Correa just got. Maybe. Look at the contract that Kyler Murray just got. That's true. He should have. He's another one that maybe could have gone baseball, done a little better. Yeah, he got paid well enough to do football that I get it. I'd rather be a star pro quarterback than. I mean, he was getting a decent contract for the A's to go there, but like he would have had to earn his way to get a good payday. Whereas, mm-hmm. like in the NFL, wasn't he the number one overall pick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like dude, he's he's made so much money. Yeah, I was talking to. This was a couple of weeks ago. There was a Bills game on at work. I guess this was a Sunday. And uh, one of my coworkers was like, oh, well, how much money do NFL players make? And I was like, oh, they make all kinds of money. It's stupid how much money they make. And I pointed at Josh Allen. I was like, like him, he probably makes over $9 million a year. Looked up his contract, $64 million a year. Yeah, what are, Crazy. $9 million Crazy. A year. Quarterback? Maybe Kick, Kickers make $9 million a year. <laughs> Best believe if I had a child, they would be learning how to kick a football. That's, okay, let's let's guess because I don't think it's I don't think it's that much. How much money do we think Justin Tucker is making this year? I'm gonna say 
He's probably one of the higher paid kickers, and I bet he makes four point one million. That's my guess. No, I'm doubling that. So you're going? Are you going nine or eight? Eight point two. Okay. Justin Tucker's salary. Wow, meet in the middle, six million. Okay, I would take that. Yeah, and that's the best kicker in the NFL. A lot of these guys who are uh, pickups, if you will, are probably like. 900,000, 1.2. But, like, if you're a, a a good kicker, you know, a Justin Tucker, if you will. So, hey, you know what? Good for us, though. We were – we at least had that. Uh, is there an a- – name an average kicker. Can you name an average kicker? An average here. kicker? Chris yeah. Boswell. All right. Well, Boswell's done, right? No. He just got hurt this year. I'm going to look up Graham Gano. Graham Gano. Because he's very average. Yeah, he's $4.5 million. So, maybe, like – any sort of average kicker is getting $4 million. Daniel Carlson was all pro. Um, he's 4.6. So that seems to be the going rate, about about what I guess, right? I always, I always like Graham Gano when he hits a field goal, because I do, though. What do you know? It went in. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dork. That's great. I love it. I absolutely love it. Love hearing from our friends on the Thornton Stacks line, too. 502-414-1450. Ooh, I'll really like this take here. I've never seen a team struggle so much with screens. They're not good at setting them, coming off of them, or defending them. I don't know what they can do to fix that. Man, that's just fundamental coaching. <laughs> I mean, like, that's just the most... And like, I didn't make the, want to make this show like, I'm just going to come in and bash Cal because TJ's gone and I'm a Cal hater. But, like, that's a very good point. Kentucky's not good at coming off screens. They're not. I don't know how that's the case. And they don't always put bodies on them. I don't know if it's – but that it's true. They don't always put bodies on dudes, and they should. I don't get it. Don't Screening, get it. hard. That was one of my favorite things to do um, is – light somebody up on a back screen that they didn't see coming because their teammate didn't talk. <laughs> like, I would, like, puff the chest out. The The best I ever got, I forget the kid's name, he was St. X kid, and, I mean, his neck snapped. <laughs> like, you could, like, hear it crunch when I freaking uh, – but, like, that's fun. That made you feel good? Screens. So much fun. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't have – it just should – the reason why they're so bad, though, is because it's not a point of emphasis. But I feel like that's the only thing that can make it work. And I understand balls like ball screens when teams are actively trying to get over them. Like you're kind of stuck at times. Like I don't want to get Oscar to get a moving screen because he's working too hard to try to put a body on somebody. I get that. But when you're when you're setting a down screen away from the ball, like it's it's a little bit different. Um, that that's where you should be. Rubbing shoulders, making creating contact. They don't do it a lot. And I think from the defensive side, the part that's frustrating for me, it's less about defending them away from the ball because a lot of that just comes down to knowing your scouting report. And what I think happens, Justin, is they switch. Kentucky switches so many screens. Uh, and like It's just like a, we're just going to switch stuff. That when they get matched up on somebody – that they don't know the scouting report over, they end up not going over a ball screen and a dude just buries a wide open three. That That's the part that frustrates me, but I think that at least explains where they struggle defensively. 
mm-hmm. when they do. Well, I mean, in in all reality, you would expect a team as athletic as Kentucky with all the pieces they have to be able to be okay defensively in those situations, whether they know the scouting report or not. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. It hasn't happened. Uh, hasn't been ideal. Whew. Um, how, do, your, do your Hoosiers play anytime soon, Scoots? Uh, we play Kennesaw State. Maybe tonight. Hang on. Let me look into that. Ooh. I know we play soon. Do you know where Kennesaw State is? Georgia. Yeah. Right outside of They're the Owls. Hotel. You forgot I'm Mr. A-Sun, Roush. That was my first job in sports. <laughs> People do forget that. Indiana plays tomorrow. I saw where Hood Shafino gave his whole team um, Bose headphones. Did he really? Yeah. That's cool. And that, that nil money working. That's awesome. So good good for old Hood Shafino. Uh, Triple-double, has that happened yet? Not yet. <laughs> He's got to be starting now, right? He is, yeah. No, he started all year long. He just he had some injuries. He had to sit out three games, but yeah, he's back. With with Xavier Johnson out, I like his odds at a triple double more, for what it's worth. Whew. Still twenty dollars down the drain, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let's take a break. You My ready? brain is still scrambled over the the, <laughs> the Cal's quotes last night, so. Still? I'm not going to let it trigger me. We're going to send you home with a fun final 30 minutes of Kentucky Roll Call before our Christmas break. We'll be right back. He's Justin Kalen. I'm Nick Roush. This is the Big X Sports Radio. Most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful Just keep it low. <laughs> Love it. I was hoping we got to the high pitched part. Oh, we could. No, keep, keep it playing. Aye, aye, keep aye, playing aye, it aye, underneath. We'll just talk over it, Scoots. There we go. It's going to be a white Christmas. It is. It's going to be confirmed. Chilly. Ah, so much fun. Love that song. That's what I was waiting I'm for. I'm fired up. Man. We're just going to sing Christmas carols the entire last 30 minutes of the show. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm going to get some much-needed time off. I'm not going to spend my time being mad about Chris Livingston not playing the four. It's not fair to play Chris at the four, but you can play a dude at the arrow at the position, who's been a two his whole entire life. I just can't. So we're not we're not, not getting mad about it, Scoots. Not getting mad about it. Um, 
but we are going to read your text on the Thornton's text line, even if you are a little mad. It's okay. We're going to have some fun on our final segment before uh, the Christmas break. Where are we here? Oh, after signing day and getting some great players in the transfer portal, what do you see the next moves by the staff to finalize the roster? Position of need, depth concerns, etc. Stoops did confirm that Jansen Dunn and JQ Hardaway will both be playing cornerback at Kentucky. So you kind of lock that position up. Um, really, right tackle feels like the most glaringly obvious spot. So that's it. That's it. Um, outside of that, I don't, you know, if JJ goes pro, I've heard good things that he's not, like that he's going to stay, but maybe uh, maybe an edge. Maybe you get another edge in there because that room's pretty young. Got to get another six-finger guy if JJ leaves. Seriously. But, yeah, so I'm not I, – I, I would think those spots would be the only two they would kind of look for. Really need to sign Wilcox, though. Cause if not, I mean, he just needed more than one new running back. Wilcox, really good. So, well, ne- we'll see what happens. Next two texts are repeats. Yeah, yep. Cal is right. The negativity of the fan base has to weigh extremely heavy on the players. Well, you know who can do something about that? Cal? Yep. Or like just, it's, it's not even like a thing where we as a fan base are demanding, like, because, you know, I could kind of listen to that take for a little while with Dante Allen when it was like, Cal has to listen to fans and play Dante. Like, Cal has said multiple, multiple, multiple times. I mean, it's like five post-game press conferences where he's talking about playing Chris at the four, and then he just doesn't do it. He, it's, it, it, it felt like he was trolling us last night. And and that's the part where, where, where pay, fans are going to get frustrated. But you know who can change it all? Like, Cal. You can change it all. You can change it all. Rash, we all knew the whole time that's why you were defending DJ. You're not slick in the slightest. Who's DJ? Hmm. Oh, ukulele? Oh, yeah, because he could potentially be the quarterback. Yeah. Well, I don't think everybody knew that, but some of them did. Still haven't seen that if he's confirmed to Hawaii or not. That'll be fun, though. Cal's quote after the game about how it's getting harder to play here and how he hopes it doesn't get so hard that people don't want to come play here is very similar to, I don't want to steal anyone's heart comment from the COVID season. The Cal that got here in 2010 would laugh at himself for saying this stuff. He looked at Reggie Delk and told him Eric Bledsoe was kick his ass after the game. What happened to that guy? Seriously. Cal's gone soft. Oh, the players, they're going to get their feelings hurt on social media. Well, if they don't want to get their feelings hurt, don't go, like... Don't have social media. Yeah, because it's very... Just don't look at it. Well, I mean, in, in the nil area, that er, nil era, that's really not realistic. Well, though, no, right? you can have it, but you don't have to look at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, still, they're going to get tagged on, on it and stuff. Oh, yeah, but you don't have to look at it. And actually, I think Twitter, whatever Elon's done, I see a lot less of the haters that... Like in my responses, like they're still there because people will send them to me, but I don't initially see them. So I actually think it should be even easier. Hmm. But like this whole like, oh poor us, where people are so mad at us. Freaking win basketball games then. Yeah. I like, guess there's, there's a lot of stuff you can do about this, Cal. Man, come inside. More case and Wallace, please. Yes, that's a great text. Great text. More Especially if it's the case in Wallace from last night. And you're obviously you're not going to get that every night. 
But it's, if he can play with that aggressiveness every night and look to score every night, I, th- I think that'll go a long way for him and Cats fans. Well, and I even, there were even some moments, too, when Wheeler gave the ball to Kaysen and got out of the way. Yeah. Like, that that has to be a regular thing. Mm-hmm. You've got to let Kaysen cook. I understand Cal trying all these lineups in this type of game, but how much longer will he be doing this? I mean, that had to be the last game, right? It's almost January. We need to start finding a rotation that's consistent. That was my kind of biggest beef with it. Maybe he did a little bit that trial and error, but the fact that he didn't trial and error the one lineup that we were like, hey, do your starting lineup, but just sub in Chris for Toppin. That's all we wanted to see. If it didn't work, then it didn't work. I liked seeing Chris over Toppin last night. Yeah. I like that starting lineup a whole lot. With Lance Ware and over Toppin, too? As as big of a Lance Ware hater as I am – and I've said it numerous times, I, I just do not like him as a basketball player. I, he did some really good things last night. He did a lot of really good things. He didn't play a whole lot in the UCLA game, did he? I'm, I'm thinking it's Yeah. Lance played a lot. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking of UCLA. The yeah, the last two games that he's played, I thought he's done some really nice things. Now, he's not going to put up scoring numbers, but he's there to get rebounds. He, he just – he has a – you get the sense that Lance has an understanding of what's going on on the floor, whereas you don't get that sense with a lot of the players. Yeah, and he knows his role, too. Like yeah. He's not going to try to do too exactly. much. Yeah. And, I, and that's why I, I do generally defend Lance. But my problem isn't about what Lance is doing. It's about what Cal is doing with Lance. And that's really just the, what's defined this team, is how Cal Perry is using his pieces. Yeah. It's like he's he's not seeing what everybody else is seeing. And part of that is... If Lance is at the four, it's easier to double team Oscar Sheboy. Because you're confident if you're if the guy doubling Oscar is Lance's defender, oh well, Lance is gonna get the ball. Like there's a good chance he's not scoring. Even when you were helping recover late. Yeah. Like that's that's why playing him at the four, I mean trying it in spurts, I get it. Like Lance has Lance Ware has utility as a player. And that is during struggles, helping out. Uh, playing physical, rebounding, like he's he he's a good like juice guy off the bench, and you know maybe Cal wanted to reward him last night, but long term, having him as a consistent piece on the puzzle, it just does no favors to any of his teammates. That's where I'm at with Lance. Yeah, I mean he's not a guy that you want out there. Ideally, I agree with that. Salt Lake Brian here, catching up on the podcast. Scoots, take your extended weekend off and do me a favor and do the shenanigans to backdoor double. Have you 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 we've been to shenanigans together? Is backdoor a bar? Yes. Have you ever been to the back? Door? No. TJ and I were talking about it. The back door is the most diverse place in the city of Louisville. Like for richer, for poorer, black, Sickness white, yellow, brown. It doesn't <laughs> matter what color you are. Like everybody's in there. They have good food, but it's just a very eclectic, weird place over in the Mid City Mall by. Uh, you know, Mid City Mall, Baxter Jacks. We used to have that uh, one sponsor that had the. It was like an Indian buffet over there. Remember that place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You so check out the back, back door. back door is Jacksonville, because that's what Jacksonville is. Just a melting pot of every type of person possible. Yeah, I was gonna say trashy persons too, but no, there's a lot of. Oh, there's trash in Jacksonville. There's a lot of money too in Jacksonville. Yeah. Big retirement community there. A lot of golf courses. TPC, not so far from there. Also, whatever texter who says play zone is an idiot. <laughs> Appreciate you being frank there, Salt Lake Broad. 
Did the long snapper sign one texture ass? They don't announce uh, walk-ons. Maybe he did. A walk-on? Is that what you said? Yeah. They don't announce walk-on additions. Is there another one already in the rotation? Or is the long snapper for this season going to be a walk-on? They're all they're always walk-ons. For the most really? Part. They might get scholarships later on in the process. Yeah, you can't waste a scholarship on a long snapper. Hmm. Like, no offense. Well, a lot of schools like don't even give kickers scholarships. Really? Yeah. Maybe punters, but yeah, a lot of schools won't. You now some have changed, but um, kicker seems like an important position. Might want to give that guy a scholarship. Well, that was that was Saban's philosophy for a long time. I think he's finally starting to give kicker scholarships. But uh, yeah, yeah. Texter says, "Oh wait, the, uh, <laughs> they just send in a, a Charlie Murphy, <laughs> Chappelle what gift? <laughs> I think it's the said what, what I said. I think." I also think it's the what did the five fingers say to the face, and then it's slap <laughs> from Rick James. Oh, that's great. Oh, I can't believe you don't watch that show. Suits. We'll be much better with Wheeler playing around 15 to 18 minutes. Last night was a throwaway game. Cal was messing around with combinations. Could have won by 30, which I'm like, I, I am fine with, generally speaking. But we just didn't get the one combination we always wanted. Texture just says basketball. Another good baseball movie. Never. Like, I've seen bits and pieces of baseball. Stop, Roush. Stop. I've seen bits and pieces, but, like, the whole premise of it was just kind of dumb for me. Like, I mean, oh, it you is. Just talk oh, trash it's absolutely dumb. With, yeah, it's just, it was just too, the premise was too stupid for me, which that's saying a lot coming from Trey Parker and Matt Stone, you know? <sighs> that's, a, that's a shame, because baseball is great. I, and, and you know what the thing is, too? I probably could have enjoyed it if it was just like a one-off South Park episode, but a whole movie, it was just too much for me. I remember when that movie first came out, I was like praying that that would become a sport, because I was like, this, this would be my sport. Just trash-talking somebody while they try to hit a ball? Yeah. I can shoot basketball now, but I just can't shoot it over anybody. There's nobody guarding you in that game. That's fair. <laughs> John here. Good morning, everyone. All right, my aces beat Bellerman last night. Oh, wow, they did. Shocker at the Ford Center. And my cats got that victory, so I'm happy. And, yes, I know all the BBN family want the lineup and the program to go a certain way, but in reality, it probably won't. That's a very harsh reality, John, we're all facing. So I'm going to quit screaming at the brick wall and just enjoy this team in the season and hope for the best. Hope you all have a Merry Christmas. Be safe and enjoy your friends and family. Got to go talk to you later. I will say, though, John, it's not good when we kick, like when we quit caring enough to scream about it. And, I mean, I'm worried that I'm going to get to that point. Because I'm just, people get fed up and they just turn it off. Hopefully that doesn't happen to a lot of people, but I think that's going to happen. Who knows? We can turn it all around in SEC play. But Kentucky needs to start beating quality teams. They need to go on a run. That might be easier said than done. Ultimately, Scoots, what, what, what kind of seed do you think Kentucky finishes with? NCAA tournament. Uh, it's tough to say. So the SEC, from what I've watched, is pretty solid this year. But then they have nights like they had two nights ago where you got, was it Ole Miss losing to Wofford? You had... Texas A&M lost to, or no, Ole Miss lost to, what was it? I can't even remember the teams, but it was, anyways, the first three games of the night, SEC teams, all three of them all lost to teams they shouldn't have lost to. So you're going to get nights like that. I'm going to ultimately say a four, four seed. 
That may be high, but I think four is the ceiling, as a matter of fact. And I'm more pessimistic and think it'll end up being around a seven. What's the floor? If four is the ceiling, what's the floor? Nine. Yeah. They can get down to there. And that's just losing all of their. It's like basically only win, beating good teams at home, not winning any on the road, that sort of thing. I think it's somewhere in the middle, more like a six or a seven. But I'm not, I'm not overly optimistic. SEC is going to be pretty tough, I think. Maybe Kaysom Wallace turns the corner and like starts doing, being asked to do more, and then I can be a little bit more bullish on this team. Because they suit, I mean, even though they, I mean, they gave up points last night, but with a bunch of weird lineups. But they're still solid defensively, and it's just a matter of you got Oscar, but I, I'm just I'm not I'm not in a very optimistic place right now, and I I know a lot of other fans are feeling similarly. Oscar looked horrible in stretches last night. Horrible. It might have to do with the spacing around him and everybody double teaming him. You want your best player to play well. Clear the lane. Yeah. Is UK finishing the portal this cycle? Uh, for now, but not to- totally. They were adding people in May with Jacquez Jones a few years ago. Dare Rosenthal was a July edition. You're never totally done. Nick, near the end of yesterday's show, you mentioned Cal is doing things the way that used to work, but stuff is different now. Were you referencing one and done is out now in favor of nil or just his offensive style? A little bit of both. Like Cal is still coaching like he's coaching NBA players in 2013 or whatever. Now, and that was a lot of, like, the dribble drive stuff worked really well. And you could out-athlete people. He has a Rhode Island transfer, a Georgia transfer, an Iowa transfer. Um, what are his other transfers that he's... Um, but like Illinois he, State. Illinois State. Like, he's playing a bunch of dudes that played lower-level basketball previously, not a bunch of NBA guys. In an era where space is premier and they're not spacing the floor. So, like, not only from a schematic-wise, but from a personnel standpoint, he's off. Now, why next year I could see it working out? Because he'll have the personnel. And maybe they can just will pass most of these teams. They'll probably still lose to a few good teams because they're not doing the spacing kind of stuff. But they're they're going to have the personnel to just overpower opponents. And they can't do that. Like, Oscar Sheboy's awesome. But you can't do that if he doesn't have the space to operate and he's mm-hmm. just getting double-teamed all the time. Good morning, beautiful bear. I love you so much. <laughs> Probably my favorite text to ever come into the show. That was meant for my daughter. Whoops! <laughs> when I first read that, I was I was so close to asking you. I almost jumped ahead on the text line and asked you if you knew anybody that called you bear. That's really sweet, though, text. <laughs> really sweet. It's true that South Carolina has a number 14th ranked recruiting class. What the hell? Well, yeah, people fall for Shane Beamer stuff, but he's a bozo. So. They were hyping him up on SEC Network last night before the game. Oh, wow, what a suck. Yeah, I saw him getting interviewed. Man, listening to Nick defend Matt Jones, then go the rest of the show just bashing Cal and the basketball team is rough, to say the least. Please, TJ, come back. Just negative. Ha, 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 ha. You have to deal with me. Ha, ha, ha. TJ got roasted in the beginning of the text line. Now here comes your part. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what? And that's why, like, some days I don't even feel like fighting against TJ when he says things I just disagree with. You know? I'm just like, eh. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll let it fly. I don't agree with you. I don't have confidence in this team turning around. I just don't. What could Cal do to please y'all? If he says anything, y'all just bury him. Yeah, he said he was going to play Chris Livingston five times after the game at the four position, and he didn't do it. Play it. Say you're going to do something and do it. It's not difficult. That 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 would please me if he said the things that he was going to do, or did the things he said he was going to do. Words have power for Rouse. And uh, yeah, and here it is. Also, you can keep saying Cal can change it, and you don't tell us how he can change it. So at this point, you're just yelling to yell. No, I'm telling you, this is what you do. You play Chris Livingston at the four. You let Severe Wheeler. No, you don't completely take him out of the game. You you don't completely do that. But he plays 20 minutes. Case Wallace has more opportunity. He's starting to do that. We saw Case Wallace excel last night. I appreciated that. The other big thing for me that I still haven't seen a lot, you got to screen for your shooters to get them open. We were, or Frederick knocked down threes last night. Love to have that back. It wasn't always because he was getting hard screens to get open. So he does a little bit to make me happy, and then he doesn't do stuff to make me happy. By the way, we didn't even bring up the three-point shooting for last night. 13 of 23. That's solid. That's great, but it's also... I mean, I feel like Kentucky's either that good or horrendous. You know what I mean, Scooters? I feel like there's no in-between with this team. Like, there's no steady Eddie from the three-point shooting. And that's concerning just from the standpoint, like, you, you, you would like to have old reliable there. Maybe that's asking too much, though. To just have like one guy always be old reliable. But somewhere in between 13 of 23, I'm bad at math. That's just over 50%. But 35% doesn't feel like you should be asking too much, right? Well, here's here's the deal is you've got Cason Wallace, CJ Frederick, and Antonio Reeves who can all shoot the three ball with somewhat consistency. You just cannot have all three of those guys go missing in one game. Two... It, I'm of the belief that two of the three have to be hitting See, outside shots. That they, there we go. Ding, ding, ding. Maracas scoots. Oh, they're over there. But like <laughs> that, that, that's what it is, right? It's as long as two of those three guards are making shots, you're fine. Against UCLA, none of them did. And if two of them do, then that that it's you, a different you, game. You probably win, right? But I mean, it's it's a different team from last year. Whereas you had Kellen Grady last year, who was your primary three-point shooter it seemed like he was the only one at times so if he was missing it really hurt you but with this team you have other options those guys like I said at least two of them have to be making shots if one goes cold oh TJ texted in the show he said sorry everybody hated missing this morning I am feeling better though uh the game last night stunk this team will continue to be handcuffed to the mediocre results when playing such head-scratching lineups I still think a Wheeler-Wallace-Reeves-Livingston-Oster lineup could do some damage whenever Cal wises up. And and I think that's like our frustrations with John Calipari are like what we're seeing, like we're not stupid. And then we feel like we can see a path to success if he plays the right pieces together. But he's the only one that's not seeing it. And then I don't I don't I haven't watched his press conference last night. Maybe he did it, I don't know. Um, and you know, like TJ said, you don't have to watch it. You don't have to get ticked off by it. But when Cal does the like, did you see what I did? It's like, no, Cal, we don't care about all, like, tell us what you did. We might believe you, but also just 
the the combinations of people that you're playing just don't make sense to us. And why are you the only one that doesn't get that? Whatever. Um, but see, I, I know Texters think I'm being overly negative about the basketball team. I am more negative than I normally am because TJ typically helps balance things out. He's typically more optimistic. But even he is like, like last night was just not. You needed to do a lot to get people to just chill out for a little bit and last night wasn't it even in a 20 point win another texture says hardball is my favorite ba- baseball movie g baby gets me every time uh, have you seen hardball yeah i don't think i've seen it keanu reeves they're the cucumbers i like it when you call me big pa pa that's actually how i learned that that song i didn't know about <laughs> that song until i watched hardball <laughs> Nick just said he's throwing a fit because Cal won't play Chris at the four. Jeez. Yeah, I am. Then turn it off, Nick. I did. I fell I asleep. freaking hate that rebuttal from people. Then turn it off. I did. What, yeah. what kind of fan is just going to turn it off? You can't just turn it off. Yeah. I watched every single game of Indiana in 2008 when they went 6-25. and 25. Every single game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did, you just can't turn it off if you're a fan. You're going to watch. Hate that. Nick, great work on the recruiting stuff. What grade do you give the recruiting class in Portal? Ooh, oh, great question. Uh, recruiting class, uh, I'm... You're going to make these two separate things, recruiting yes, class yes. and Portal? Uh, Portal A. Okay. Resounding A. I'll even go A+. Plus because wow. the cornerbacks, even though they don't have experience, they, they fit your profile of what you want. You got the best quarterback possible. You got a left tackle. You got a thousand yard running back from the SEC. There was only four of those this year, so I'm giving A plus on the portal. And I'm gonna if Wilcox gets on board, then it, it'll be a B plus, B minus or B for regular recruit. Because well, what 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 would you say is an average grade? Is is B an average grade, Scoots? Like, would you just say like this is the most average? We're gonna give it a B. Uh, for me, it'd be a C. Okay. Well then. If they get Wilcox, B minus. C if they don't. Because this is a very average Stoops class. Like it, 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 it checks all of the normal. Um, like it does. It has some good top end guys. It's got some good some projects that I think can pan out in the long term. Like Nasir Addison is a guy that like is the lowest ranked dude in the class who could end up being a multi year starter at cornerback. Um, is he going to play corner? Yes, he's a corner. I he's listed they... as a receiver, but okay, he's a yeah, okay. Um, the, the... Hey, yeah, I was thinking that last night when I saw his name pop across the bottom ticker. I was like, why in the hell, if you're a wide receiver, would you want to go to Kentucky? I mean, that's just stacked. Yeah, yeah, and they already had a bunch of stacked receivers in that class. But I think the other... Now, now granted, I might, might be a little bit more... Ne- like It's it's probably right around a B-minus. We'll just call it B-minus. Because Kobe Keenum can be an awesome player, but they didn't address tackle. Like they needed to in the offensive line recruiting. So you combine you combine a recruiting class and the portal. What grade are you giving? Uh, B plus. Okay. B plus or A minus. It's pretty solid. Feeling good. Yeah. Feel, I'm, feeling I'm, pretty I'm, good about I'm good with a B plus. The additions, especially because man, these receivers. Like, I don't know how much Anthony Brown's going to play next year, but I do think that he can be a sixty catch type of guy. Um, Shamar Porter is going to play next year. Like that dude's just a baller. He's a receiver, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a receiver. And then Stewart and Anglin, the two safeties. Like I, I think they're going to be 
ball players. They might be down the road, but safety is a position that Kentucky's just done a great job with. I think they've done a great job at safety. So, yeah. Well, I, I feel pretty good about it. It's just how many of those lower end guys end up panning out? How many how many developmental players end up becoming contributors? I'm not I'm not sure with these guys. Where's TJ? Big real estate closing? I'm his brother and I don't even know what he's doing. Oh, he's feeling under the weather, Johnny. You're his brother and you don't know that he's not a real estate mogul? He's an appraiser. Come on, Johnny. <laughs> Cal's gonna lose on U of L purpose to help Kenny and stick it to the U of, to the Kentucky fans, isn't he? Oh my gosh. No shot. Kentucky could play the into the bench, you could have a starting lineup of Fierro, Hugo, and pick three others that are walk-ons, and you're beating Louisville. I mean, let's not get ridiculous. This game is going to be, like, obviously we'll talk about it when it gets closer, but that game's going to be closer than expected. No. Yeah, it is. What, like, uh, well, give rivalry, me a number. The give rivalry number. aspect of it, like, it's just, it's going to be, they're going to hang around longer than we want. Uh, right now, Ken Palm is giving a, holy crap, 24-point spread. You think over or under that? I think Louisville covers 24. No shot. It's going to, it's it's not going to be a 20-point win for Kentucky. I think it's going to be in the teens. We're going to have to do a little side wager. Yeah, curious when that line. I, I've got Kentucky by 30. Yeah. And I know more than Ken Palm. I just I don't do the whole analytics with it all. I just go by my brain. How about that? Final text into the Thornton's text line. What's up with you, Barry on Wilcox? Great question. Great question. Really hope that gets done during the early signing period. Would not like that to linger until uh, February. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I know Clemson was in on him early. Auburn tried to get in on him late. Kentucky was in a great spot. We thought it was going to happen yesterday afternoon, and it did not. So hopefully that gets done soon. Uh, Scoots, did you see what uh, Dabo said yesterday? I didn't. At Clemson. No. Uh, prepare to puke. Just get ready. <laughs> You're going to throw up in your mouth. He said, we built this program on nil. It's not the nil you're thinking. We built this on God's name, image, and likeness. Oh, my gosh. That dude's a righteous gemstone. Like, he he wants to be Jesse Gemstone. This is a bunch of... Rah-rah, God's fake. name, image, and likeness. Dabo. Get the hell out of here. That's great. That's great, though. Godly, man. He's trying to get to heaven. I mean, I get being... Like, God's great and all, but, like... Really? You're still you're going to do that? You're not going to take transfers? He did take Paul Tyson, uh, backup, backup, backup quarterback that started his career at Alabama because he's Bear Bryant's grandson. So hmm. so quickly, before we got to get out of here, Jamarian Wilcox is a running back, right? Yes, very good running back, 2,000-yard rusher. What happens to the – with him and Ray Davis coming in, what happens to McLean? Like the, all three. I think all three will play. Because um, Drennan transferred, right? Yes, uh, and McLean too. They really like his receiving ability. So you've got a receiving ability kind of guy that can be your third down guy. Um, Ray Davis is a physical, in the trenches, in between the tackles kind of guy. Wilcox is a uh, if the, if they really truly go to this outside zone, like that's Will Wilcox's bread and butter. So I think it would be him and McLean would kind of 
Uh, I would say maybe 40% of carries go to Davis, and then the other two split up the other 30. But it's it's not going to be – it's going to be three back running back rotation. So that's kind of how I, I see it all unfolding. Um, but, yeah, it's – um. It's been fun today. Even though we didn't have the sports soccer, we still had plenty to discuss. Great um, Christmas music. Oh, yeah. Hope you all enjoyed my singing, my karaoke. <laughs> um, love that song. Uh, love the holiday season. Love Christmas time. Um, it's a time, too, to be very thankful, to be very grateful for all that we have. Um, and we're just grateful to be here hanging out with you, goofing off on the radio. I know we get yelling and screaming at each other sometimes over basketball and football and high schoolers recruiting. And it can be really silly, but we're here just to have fun. And we're, we appreciate you all having fun with us all year long. Um, it's Man, I, can't, I think we're starting year five yeah. after the bowl game, which is nuts. So it's been a heck of a run. We've enjoyed every single second of it. Scoots, it's, it's fun uh, hanging out with you here, too, after the show the last few weeks. Um, so we're just we're actually thankful here, the KRC family, and we hope you stay safe with this winter storm coming. This rain isn't a freeze, so please drive carefully. Go slower than normal. You don't need to be in a hurry. Enjoy some time with your families this Christmas season. Have a Merry Christmas. From Justin Kalen, TJ Walker, I'm Nick Roush. Ho, ho, ho. Roll call. There's a tree in the Grand Hotel, one in the park as well. The sturdy kind that doesn't mind the snow. It's beginning to look a lot like.